what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. If you come here to Friendship Church, you're going to hear Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. He's the answer for your justification. He's the answer for your sanctification. If you need the Holy Ghost today, He's the answer for that too. Jesus Christ is the answer for whatever problem you have. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the Gospel according to St. Luke. Luke chapter 2, we're going to begin with the 8th verse. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you, is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And I want to take a look at this message that the angels gave to the shepherds. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before your throne of grace today. I thank you for the honor and the privilege of being able to stand before your people and to minister your word. Lord, in this service today, there are many needs, and Lord, I only have words. But Lord, I know this morning, with your help and your anointing, you can take these words to the hearts of your people, and needs can be met And Lord, anoint your people to hear it, to receive it. Lord, that we all might be drawn closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The Bible says that on the night that Jesus was born, that the shepherds were out in the field watching their flock by night. The unusual thing about this is... The shepherds normally did not take the flocks out between the months of November through March. They only took the flocks out after Passover from April through October, somewhere in that time range. So this tells us that Jesus was not born on December the 25th. We don't know when he was born. But it really doesn't matter. The point is that there is a day that has been set aside 
and we recognize it as the day that Jesus Christ was born. Amen? And thank God for that. Now, we don't know the day that Jesus was born, but there is a day that you should have. It's another birth of Christ. It was the day that Jesus Christ was born into your heart and into your life. And some of you are sitting here this morning and say, Well, Brother James, I, I can't remember the exact date. But the point is, you can go back to a particular time where you came before God and you repented of your sin. You were confronted with your sin and you said, I need a Savior. And I believe that Jesus Christ is that Savior. And you repented of your sin and you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You conceived in your spiritual womb the Lord Jesus Christ. He was born into your heart and into your life. I hope and pray that every one of you under the sound of my voice today that you've accepted Christ as your Savior. Don't be like the innkeeper who didn't have any room for Jesus. This angel appeared to the shepherds. Verse 9. Why the shepherds? They were the lowest caste of society. And God chose these shepherds to give the greatest revelation that has ever been given up to that time, the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ. Why didn't God give it to the religious leaders of Israel who had a position of power? God could have given that revelation to them and they could have made sure that Baby Jesus was saved. Could have provided him with the best of that particular day and age. But God didn't do that. He chose these lowly shepherds. Two reasons why I believe God did this. God reveals things to those who are humble. Number two... Jesus was born at night, and these shepherds were the only ones who were awake and watching at that time. And God will reveal things to those who are, number one, humble. Number two, you are awake and watching, spiritually speaking. I said all of that to say this. When Jesus came the first time, it was night. And when Jesus comes the second time, which could be at any moment, Right now we are living in a time of spiritual darkness. And sadly, much of the church has gone to sleep. But God is going to reveal things in these last days, in this time of great spiritual darkness. God is going to reveal things to those who are awake and those who are watching, spiritually speaking. The disciples asked Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus went through a long dissertation of things. And when he closed it, he said, watch and pray. 
because you know not the day of the hour when the Lord will appear. And God revealed things to these shepherds, the ones who were awake at that time, watching over their flock by night. And these angels, if you look there at verse 10, the angel said, fear not. Now, I don't know how many of these shepherds there were. But I can just about assure you this, they had never seen an angel before. Now, some of you in here this morning, you've seen an angel. When you got up this morning and you went and looked in the mirror, you said, oh, what an angel. I just got a question. What happened from the time you looked in the mirror this morning to now? <laughs> it was the first time these shepherds had ever seen an angel. And they were afraid. Fear is a result of the fall. When you read it in the book of Genesis, there's no record of Adam and Eve being afraid of anything in all of God's creation because in God's original creation of things, there was nothing that kills, steal, and destroy. None of that in all of God's creation. And, and, and man did not have this emotion of fear. But after the fall, we see Adam hiding behind the trees. And God said, why are you hiding? He said, I was afraid. And it's the first time fear is a result of the fall. And much of this world today lives in fear. There are those who live in war-torn areas of the world today, and their very existence is that of fear. They fear for their lives. Many do not know where the next meal is coming from. Even though we live in America today and it's relatively safe here in our country, fear still plagues a lot of people. There are a lot of people that are afraid this morning because there are things going on with their health. There are people this morning who are afraid because they've just got a pink slip. And it's right here at Christmas time, and now they bought all this stuff, and now they don't know how they're going to pay for it. There is fear there. There is fear because there are things going on in your family, and you don't know how it's all going to turn out. And you fear different things. Let me tell you something. Somebody said that the word fear or do not fear, that phrase is found in the Bible 365 times. Now, I don't know because I didn't take the time to go through to try to count it all up, okay? But somebody said the words do not fear or fear not is found in the Bible 365 times. That is one for each day of the year. And you as a child of God, if you're saved, you have nothing to fear. 
Glory to God. This morning, as a child of God, you have nothing to fear because no matter what happens, God is still on his throne. And nothing happens to you without it going across God's desk first. And let me tell you, he's got nothing but good things for you. Fear not. The angel said, verse 10, I bring you good tidings. Good news. If you want to know where good news is, it's right here in this Bible that I hold in my hands. Somebody last week talked with me. And they were all upset over this little girl who got killed. And then the young man who was staying with the little girl's mother took the body and disposed of it. And it was concealed for some time. And Someone talking with me said, Brother James, high in the world, I, this thing just bothers me. It's all I've thought about all week. It's been all over the news. It's been all over Facebook. It's, you know, this thing really troubles me. How can God allow such a thing to happen to such a pretty little girl as that? I can only say this. We don't have all of the information now, when I say that, I'm not saying that there's somebody out here who has information and they've not come forward with it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we as human beings, we're, we're limited to the knowledge that we have. And God knows everything. He knows everything in the past. He knows what's going on right now. And He even knows what's coming down the road in the future. That little girl that died, we don't have all the knowledge. We don't have all the information on that. But God did. And God saw it best to take her now rather than for whatever was coming down the road to happen. And let me also say this, God has given us the answer for such as that. What do you mean by that? Again, we have limited knowledge, but I wonder if someone took the time to share Jesus Christ with that man who is accused of killing that little girl. And most will say, oh, well, Brother James, he probably would have just turned it down and walked away. He wouldn't have accepted Christ. You don't know that! The power of God is a mighty thing. The convicting power of the Holy Spirit, people react to it. In different ways. And I just wonder today, had someone shared the gospel with this man and had he accepted Christ as his Savior, some, that thing that took place could have been prevented. I'm trying to get you to see something this morning. That responsibility lies in our lap. The one you witness to tomorrow 
about Christ and you lead them to the Lord could very well save somebody else's life down the road. I'm telling you today, folks, you and I have a tremendous responsibility. And Christ can change anybody's life. And the angel said, I bring good tidings. And you, as a child of God, you've got good news. You, as a child of God, you don't have a problem. If you've got Jesus Christ, you've got a solution. You've got good news, and you need to open up your mouth and start telling other people about the Lord Jesus Christ. I bring you good tidings of great joy. Peter said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. The world out here has happiness. They get a new car and they're happy. They walk outside from eating dinner and they see a dent in the door, they're unhappy. The world has happiness up and down, but, but we have joy. It is a supernatural gift of God that He plants down on the inside of your being, and everything in the world can be going wrong with you, but there is a joy down inside because you know that regardless of what happens, God is still on His throne, and He's got your best interest at heart. And if He takes you out of this world, you're going to a better place. Glory to God. I bring you good tidings of great joy, and it shall be to all people. This is not just a Western gospel. It's not the white man's religion. But this gospel is for all people. Black, white, red, yellow, green, purple, polka dotted. It don't make no difference who you are today or what your nationality is. Jesus Christ was born into this world for you. For unto you, verse 11, is born this day. Unto you. It is a personal relationship between you and God. If you were the only one who had sinned against God, God the Father still would have sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you alone. Let me tell you something this morning. Jesus Christ is my Savior. You've got to take Him for yourself. For unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. If man's problem was merely scientific, then God would have sent a scientist. If man's problem was merely emotional, God would have sent a psychologist. But man's problem is sin. And because of that sin, man needs a Savior. And that Savior has a name, and His name is Jesus Christ. And there is no other name given among men whereby we might be saved from sin. And that is the name of Jesus Christ. That's it. A Savior which is Christ the Lord. And then he said, 
verse 12, this shall be a sign unto you. There's some of you listening to me right now by radio. You're going to another church today. You're going around from church to church. This church one week, that church another week, this church over here. You're looking for a good church. And let me tell you, finding a good church is hard to find. Let me go ahead and tell you right now, while you're in your efforts of looking a good church, there ain't no such thing as a perfect church. Let me, tell you, let me go on and say this. If you find one that you think is a perfect church, don't join it because you'll mess it up. Because perfection needs nothing added to it. There's no such thing as a perfect church. All churches have got some problems. And some are worse than others. But how do you know what's a good church? This shall be a sign unto you. You will find the baby. You'll find Jesus. People out here looking for all kind of churches, they got all kind of things in mind when they're looking for a good church. I got to find me a church that's got stained glass windows. I got to find a church that's got padded pews. I got to find a church that's got heat and air conditioning in it. And all of God's people said, I want a church that's got a gym for the youth. And I want a church that's got a nursery for the little babies. And I want a church that's got a food bar in the vestibule so I can sit down and eat donuts and coffee while the preacher's preaching. Let me tell you something this morning. You can find all that stuff. You can find the church that's got the greatest sound system in the world. It's got video equipment and a sign out front that tells you what the temperature is and what the weather's going to be tomorrow. But if you can't find Jesus Christ in that church, let this be a sign unto you. It is not a good church. If you find a good church, you're going to find the baby, baby Jesus. You'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. Mary wrapped baby Jesus in the only thing she had. Some old rags. The exact same thing they used to wrap the dead with. Jesus was wrapped in the very reason that he came, which was to die for you and I. You'll find the baby. You'll find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. Some of you today, you'll go to a church and the preacher will mention Jesus Christ. He'll talk about the healing power of God. He'll talk about the teachings of Christ. But he will not mention the cross of Jesus Christ. You cannot separate Jesus from his finished work. If you do, you have another Jesus. You'll find him lying in a manger. An old feeding trough for the animals. I go before the Lord every week. Lord, what do you want me to give to the people? And it's a little bit different each week. But I'm going to tell you this. When you go across that radio station, whatever time it is that you're getting it,
and you come across this poor pitiful preacher, you're going to find baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And if you come here to Friendship Church, you're going to hear Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. He's the answer for your justification. He's the answer for your sanctification. If you need the Holy Ghost today, He's the answer for that too. Jesus Christ is the answer for whatever problem you have. Now, I want to... Take a brief look, I've run out of time. These shepherds, what they did with the message that was given to them. The Bible says that they came with haste. They took the message and they used it as an opportunity to draw near to Christ. They had to put a little effort in, but they found where baby Jesus was. And they came with haste. Folks, let me tell you this. We're living in the last days. And even if we won't, there ain't never one of us in here promised tomorrow. Take this message today and come with haste. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ while there's still time. the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.